1: Feel Tough Blog Hi. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host as always, Anthony Pegnata. And tonight we are being joined by a former Tar Heel running back, a guy that we talked to last offseason, but a lot has happened to him since uh, that time. Uh, and we have to welcome him back in. It's former Tar Heel running back Antonio Williams. And first of all, uh, look Antonio, when we talked to you last time, man, uh, it wasn't quite uh, as crazy as the times are now. Uh, We were just getting into COVID and didn't quite know exactly where everything was going, but we sit here and uh, still in the midst of a pandemic. So how has the family been holding up and everything during this time?
0: Hey man, glad to be back for sure. But uh, yeah, my family's been good. Um, fortunately, we've been saved during this time, and um, nobody's been affected by it, you know, um, close to me. So, you know, I'm happy about that, but I know it's affected so many people around the world. So i always keeping them people in, uh, in my thoughts and prayers, but uh, yeah, man, we're doing well.
1: That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Well, uh, yeah, you definitely uh, have been doing well since the last time that you were here on the podcast. Uh, You spent the year with the Buffalo Bills this year. Uh, So, you know, first of all, what was that experience like being uh, a part of, you know, a team that I think really surprised a lot of people around the NFL with just how successful they were this season?
0: It was extremely fun, man. Uh, You know, all the guys on the team, they're cool guys. We didn't really have any egos. I know we had some big time players and Diggs and josh and other guys but you know there were no big egos on the team man and um, we all just wanted to play ball and that's what we did we had fun and um you know unfortunately we didn't make it to the super bowl and win it like we wanted to but we had a great run man um taking Buffalo back to the AFC Championship first time in a long time that was always great and just being able to do that you know
1: yeah well Josh Allen definitely had a huge year and you know you talked about that a little bit the last time that you were on here you know how great was it to see a guy that's as good as Josh Allen is uh, to his teammates and everything like that have the success that he did this season especially after all that we heard about him after his first two years in the league
0: you know, anytime you got a guy that, that just does things the right way and um, represents the team, right, represents the organization, right, you always want to see him be successful. And uh, he, he did that, and, you know, I'm just happy for him, man. I'm excited to see where he continues to go with his career. Um, I'm sure he's about to sign a big contract because I believe his rookie deal is up. So, you know, I'm excited for him, man, and I know he'll just get better as time goes.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, you you, you uh, weren't on the active roster as much as you probably would have liked, but you were able to get there late in the season. So I have to ask you, you know, playing inside of that stadium that was empty, what was that feeling like? Because I, I don't think it's anything that anyone can imagine. I mean, it, you know, even some of these college campuses, they have smaller stadiums. I'd imagine it was pretty weird stepping into Orchard Park and not hearing a soul inside of that stadium.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, it was definitely different, man. Um, it kind of seemed like a, a live scrimmage. Um, that's really what it seemed like. But at the same time, you know, it's the NFL, so you got really good players out on the field at the time. So, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta play good and, and do what you usually do. But you know, having that absence of the fans definitely had an impact because obviously Buffalo has some of the best fans in all the NFL, um, and they definitely impact the game. So we miss those guys this year, but uh, hopefully they'll be back next season and we can continue this great run that we had.
1: Well, you had a fantastic game to end the season against the Miami Dolphins in the 56-26 to blowout win. Uh, you saw your first action in the NFL and it turned it into some impressive numbers. 12 carries, 63 yards, two touchdowns. What was going through your head when you you know, were on the field and, and, and started Seeing the success that you were having uh, against a Miami Dolphins team that, uh, you know, towards the end of the season was still battling for a potential playoff spot.
0: You know, it's exciting, man, Um, but, you know, as a guy that prepares the way that I prepare and, you know, I'm always ready for those type of opportunities, I I expected nothing less for myself, Um, so going out there and just doing what I knew I could do, you know, it it felt good, um, especially to be on the field at the NFL level, you know, achieving that dream that you you chased since you were a child, Um, but no, it it was exciting, man, And, and to be able to do it with such a great group of guys on the Bills, it was definitely fun.
1: Well, you know, before you signed back on with the Buffalo Bills, there was a little bit of time where uh, you were a free agent. So you went back and and were on the staff with Mac Brown and the guys as an assistant. What was that experience like, Uh, especially with COVID? I imagine it was definitely a little bit different. But, you know, what was that experience like for you being able to come back and, and help coach up some of the guys that you were just playing with last season?
0: Yeah, that was fun too, man. It's definitely something that, you know, there's a possibility for me to be a coach in the future. So, you know, I set that up for myself. And, and anytime you can do things like that, you know, in the midst of adversity for yourself to, you know, set, set things up in the future, I think you got to take advantage of that. And that's what I tried to do. Um, but it was fun seeing how that side of the game goes and uh, all the meetings and uh, working on the computer, getting films cut up. And it was, it was definitely taxing, but it was definitely, I enjoyed it because I, I never lost touch with the game and that's the biggest thing when you're a free agent I believe mm-hmm. you to—you never want to lose touch with the game because you, it's hard to, to keep pushing and, and be ready whenever that time comes when you call back on the team
1: Well, I'd like to think that your impact was the reason that Michael Carter and Javante Williams (laughs) had so much success this season. You know, what was that like sitting at home on Saturdays and seeing those guys have as much success as they did this season, combining to be one of the best uh, tandems in program history and being, you know, even put up with some of the names like, uh, you know, the tandem at USC back in 2005 with Reggie Bush and Lendell White with what they did?
0: yeah man it, you know to be able to brag on the guys that you play with while you're in the NFL that's a great feeling man and just continue to hype those guys up allow people to see what I've seen uh, my entire time I was at UNC you know for them to be able to go out there and and do it. and to both of them going over a thousand yards and having an incredible season. Um, you know, it's exciting to watch, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for those guys. I know they're gonna to continue to do great things at the NFL level and uh hopefully we compete against each other. You know, you never know. We may end up on the same team. But uh either way, you know, I'm so happy for those guys and uh, I just hope that they continue to have success.
1: Yeah, one of the guys that I had on my podcast uh, last week, uh, AJ Schultz from the Pro Football Network, he actually had Javante joining you in Buffalo, so that could be interesting. Uh, something to keep an eye on uh, going forward. Um, but look, man, you know you've got another venture that you've gotten into. Uh, I think you know the focus of, of former Tar Heels that have gotten into uh, NASCAR. You know, you had Brad Doherty do it a, a while back. Uh, this year, you have Michael Jordan do it at the Cup level. But you've also invested in a NASCAR team. It's an Xfinity Series team. The driver is Joe Graf Jr. So tell me a little bit about how that sort of worked out and uh, why you decided that you wanted to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I grew up watching NASCAR with my granddad and, you know, being a guy from 40 minutes north of Charlotte. So, you know, Charlotte's kind of the big headquarters for NASCAR. A lot of NASCAR goes on up there. I grew up watching it and um, never missed any races with my grandfather. In August, he actually passed away, and that kind of motivated me in in honor of him to pursue a... Um, a job in NASCAR and when I did that I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do Um, and luckily me and Joe actually share a sports psychologist so we have that connection and it kind of took off from there I let it be known that I wanted to get involved with NASCAR and uh, a business director of his team actually contacted me we got um, we ended up getting dinner and things kind of took off from there and now I'm uh, on pace to to continue to, to pr- um, progress in this world NASCAR mm-hmm. you know my goal is to own a NASCAR team and I think is extremely close uh, way closer than that I actually anticipated so that's something that I'm g- going to continue to push forward and and another opportunity for me to uh, be successful in the future
1: yeah that's awesome man and uh, I, I bet you got to be happy what were you thinking on uh, Saturday watching uh, he, he actually had a fantastic run um, in in, uh, I forget what the what the sponsor was. Uh, the three hundred race in the Xfinity series at Daytona. W- what did you think about his run in in the first race of the season? And how excited are you for the future with him?
0: Yeah, Joe did amazing in the in the booked up um, Camaro. His driving was was phenomenal, man. He uh, avoided four different wrecks, and you know we had a shot at finishing in the top ten in that last lap, and that's all you want. You want to have a shot, and, and we uh, we actually finished eleventh. Um, you know we thought we had a push on the uh, bottom with some of the other Chevy cars, mm-hmm. and he he went down, and um, the guys on top kind of got a run late, and uh, that's what ended up making us finish eleventh. But still, even with that place, that's his highest placement um, he's gotten in Xfinity Series. Um and, and you know, Joe, I wa- I've watched I watched him um some film on him and I looked at all the numbers before I made that decision. And what I saw in Joe was continual progression, mm-hmm. um, and as a guy that's that's you know eventually wants to own a team, I have to look at things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's a younger guy; he has so much potential. Um, I thought it was a great opportunity with our connections, with his potential, and with what I wanted to do with NASCAR. I thought it was great for us to go ahead and make that happen, and we did it. And now we're working on getting some um, even bigger sponsors booked up. Did a, had a had us in a great car, and that gave us an opportunity to win that race. Um, so we're just gonna keep uh, keep going up there
1: yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that he had his best finish in that car. Like I said, Javante and Michael have to thank you for everything, all the success this season, so I think uh, Joe definitely knows he's got an owner that's him going in the right direction, but uh, no, it's great to uh, you know know that we have you know multiple guys that we can root for uh, at, at you know all the different levels of NASCAR now. I'll definitely be pulling for him for the rest of the season, and uh, i hope, wishing you the best of success, man. Uh, yeah, um, I I think that you've definitely got a chance in Buffalo to make something happen as well on the field. And, uh, you know, you seem to be doing great stuff off the field as well, man. So uh, always excited to talk to you. Uh, definitely uh, hope to talk to you a little bit uh, more down the line uh, here in the coming years about uh, the success of your yourself on the field and and some of your ventures off the field. But uh, for now, take care, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. All right, man?
0: Hey, love, having, love being on the show, man, and I appreciate you um, having me back.
1: All right, Antonio. You take care, man, all right? All right, man. All right, that is Antonio Williams, former Tar Heel running back, uh, a current um, partial team owner for Joe Graf Jr. in the Xfinity Series. So if you guys are NASCAR nuts, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, he uh, is is really setting himself up uh, to have a lot of success. I mean, as you heard, he, he you know definitely is um, you know setting himself up to potentially have a career in coaching. That was the reason why he got into uh, you know doing some of the assistant coaching this offseason. Now he's setting himself up to potentially own the NASCAR team it's just great to see these guys having so much success and he's a great guy I always love having him on the podcast so uh, we'll, we'll of course be doing some more of these types of interviews as we get further into the offseason I just wanted to again Antonio on um, after uh, you know the first w- race weekend in Daytona especially uh, with the success that his driver saw I felt like this was a great time to do that but as we go further into the season we're gonna try to do like we did last year get a bunch of former tar heels on uh, during sort of that summer dead period this 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 year, of course, it won't be as dead because we are... At least at the moment, anticipating that we will have some sort of spring practice this year. Now, again, none of that stuff has been outlined yet by the NCAA. Uh, it's kind of a wait and see thing. But as of right now, it looks like it's going to be relatively normal. So we'll have you covered. And where are we going to have you covered? The heel tough blogcom That's where we've had you covered for everything in season uh, and here in the off season so far. Uh, again, you know, this past week on the website, uh, normally uh, we would put. Out our weekly storylines. Not really a whole lot to talk about this past week, um, so you know we we kind of uh, let that one go. Um, we're gonna push it over to next week, kind of double up on the weeks there. Try to get you a few more storylines there because we felt like one or two storylines really wasn't worth you opening up the article and reading. We want to give you a little bit of an action-packed article there for you guys to read. Um, but we do have some other great stuff that'll be coming out on the football side of things. The one article that I wrote last week on the football side of things that you guys definitely want to check out. I rank the Super Seniors returning from five to one. That is uh, pretty in-depth so make sure you guys go back and check that out. And then uh, the other thing that I do want you guys to check out on the website coming up is on the baseball side of things. We're gonna have an in-depth preview for the upcoming baseball season. Uh, The Tar get ready to kick that one off for I guess uh, first pitch would be how you would say that, uh, will be on Saturday against James Madison. So that uh, snuck up pretty quickly, but the Diamond Heels are back under new head coach Scott Forbes. So we're going to have you covered throughout the season on them. They, again, it's going to be similar to what we did last year, where it's going to be a weekend recap, you know, a week recap, really, because they will play some games in the middle of the week. But we're not going to go as in-depth as we do for basketball or for football. So, um, we. You won't quite get a recap after every game, stuff like that, but it'll still give you enough content on the website if you are a fan of the Diamond Heels. And then, of course, on the court, the Tar Heels just added a game against Northeastern. When this uh, podcast is playing, that game will just be getting ready to tip off. Um, so make sure that you guys uh, are checking that out. We'll, of course, have you covered with the recap. Sarah Wiley had you covered with the preview. She'll be doing the previews for the rest of the year for us. She's been doing a fantastic job, a great Great addition to the staff here at the heel tough Log, and then we'll have you covered all the way through and let if, if they make the tournament or if they don't make the tournament either way we'll have you covered uh, as Carolina sits right on the bubble as of right now they have a couple of key games coming up that we'll be taking you through as well in the Louisville and Syracuse games uh, on the website so make sure you guys go there heeltuughblog.com and check it out uh, as for the podcast uh, make sure that you guys are that you guys like and and follow the Facebook page. That's so you'll be able to get a notification whenever we do post a new edition of the podcast. Um, one big thing, we do want you guys uh, to, if, you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Rating and reviewing helps move us up some of those rankings uh, on the on those websites. So when they search North Carolina Tar Heels podcast, Tar Heels, whatever, they'll see our podcast. If they haven't subscribed to it yet. If they haven't listened to any episodes yet, they'll be able to go in and listen to those episodes of the podcast. And then the last thing that we want to tell you guys is to subscribe. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast so that you can get every edition right in your podcast library. That means whenever we put out a new edition, just like this one, All the other ones that we're going to be doing going forward, including some of those big interviews that I was talking about later in the offseason, you won't miss any of those. It'll be right in your podcast player. So that'll do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Walk Podcast. Once again, want to thank Antonia Williams for stopping by. want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels!